welcome to College Sense and Sensibility, where we share first-gen tips for navigating college and beyond. I'm your host, Yutunde, and with me is my co-host, Emmanuel. Hey, Yutunde, ready to keep going our career series and talking about everybody's favorite, interviewing? Yes, yes, yes. So I I have a question for you, because I know you're an expert interviewer, which our audience may not know, (laughs) but I know, because I work with you. And... um, It basically goes like this, you know, I always thought that interviews are, that's what seals the deal, right? That's, that's where the make or break, like the resume gets you in the door, but the interview is really where you, you know, sell yourself, right? So what would you say is the number one thing, you know, mindset wise that a person has to go in with when they're going for an interview? You know, I'm going to bring it back to culture here because I was raised to be very, very humble, uh, even though my wife will probably say I'm not very humble, but (laughs) (laughs) I might co-sign that. (laughs) (laughs) But I think sometimes it comes back to that piece and where a friend told me once the interview is a place that's socially acceptable to speak about yourself. Again, socially acceptable to speak about yourself, right? And that to me was when like everything came off was like, oh, I could just go ahead and talk about all the great things that I've done. I could explain it to to the people interviewing me. I can like create that like just give them that really good story. Right. And I feel like that has been something that has changed my life for interviews because I would go in there and I'd be like, well, I don't want to say too much about myself because I don't want to sound like I'm bragging or Mm -hmm. boasting. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not how I was raised. But once that was told to me and I put that mindset in my head, I went into every interview saying, "Okay, I've done this, done that, done this. And of course, match it up, right? Match it up. I remember once I had this terrible interview. Terrible interview. And I didn't want to do the the position, but somebody's like, yeah, check it out. Come on, let's let's interview it. And I went in there and I remember I just didn't want to be there. And so having that mindset of not wanting to be there, Mm. I just didn't even talk about some of the things that I usually do. And they were like, does he know what job he's applying for? I remember like hearing some feedback and I was like, yeah, I didn't really want to do that. And so I always tell my students, make sure that you're applying to jobs that you want to go, right? You want to get in there and you want to do. Um, And then also, if you have that cultural background piece, that first gen piece that many of our students do, um, think about it's okay to talk about yourself and to relay those skills. Because the worst thing you can do at the interview, or one of the worst things you can do at the interview, is just they ask you a question and you give them one quick line and that's it. And you're done in 10 minutes. Right. We don't want to do that at the interview. And so and so another technique we're going to break down that I tell my students to do. I remember being taught one of my first interview and they were so helpful. They said, give us set us up with a situation that you've done. Give us the task that you did or action. How did you do it? And the result. And they said, answer each question like that so we went down the first question i didn't answer it because that was one of my first time interviewing and i was like and then i I caught their face so i looked at their facial expressions and they're like he didn't listen to directions right and so that's one big thing that i'm really strong at you know as a counselor right that's one thing we're trained at right a lot of practice is like look at their facial expressions but that's something that i've been taught 
from when I was young, see how they're feeling and respond to that. And so when I noticed I didn't do that, I was like, okay, next question. Next question, I went back and I was like, I got to do what they've asked. I set up the situation. I said, what did I do, the task or the action? And then I did, you know, hey, what was the, the result, right? Always ending off with positive results. And you should have seen their faces. Like, it was just like a 180. They're like, oh, he did get it. He just was probably warming up, right? And after that, I re- went into every single interview that with the situations that I've been through, match it up with what they're asking me, give them the thought process of what I do, and then always give them like how the result happened. Typically, I'm, I'm pulling out really good examples that ended up, of course, like successful, unless they specifically ask you, mm-hmm. tell us about a time that wasn't successful, right? But that is my key that I tell every student that interviewing, make sure that you have some scenarios that you can talk about mm-hmm. what you did and how you resolve them. Mm. So how far in advance are you preparing for your interviews? Would you say a, a, someone should prepare? Uh, I, you know, I prepare, like if it's a job that I really want, I prepare as soon as I submit that resume because not every job gives you a week, right? Sometimes they call you and be like, hey, the interview's on Tuesday and it's Monday. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? And so how do you prep for that, right? So if you're already going on the job hunt, you know you're going to be interviewing, right? So you don't have to, they'll be like, but I don't know the questions. I don't know that company. I don't know that organization, right? I hear all of these excuses. I, I call them excuses because I mean like, look, just tackle the problem, tackle it. And so I think, well, I don't necessarily practice for interviews for one company. What I do is I set up scenarios, things that I've been at, because there's going to be common things, right? What's the common question that they ask you pretty much at every interview? What's the first one they start with? How do you qualify for this position? Right. How do you qualify for this position? Exactly. Right. So you're going to do a little bit of background, right? A little bit about your overall knowledge. You're going to start talking about these pieces and, of course, things that are relatable to that position. I'm a counselor in in education, right? So I'm going to start talking about my counseling experience. I'm going to talk about my student experience. I'm going to talk about my first gen, working with first gen students, right? So those are the things I know they're going to ask me pretty much at every single interview. So that number one question should always be something that I feel like kind of sums up a lot of your experiences and you're able to do it quickly. It shouldn't be 20, 30 minute answer because I got some, you know, students that'll be like, well, I could talk about A, B, C, D, E, F through Z, right? I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You got the rest of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I, I have a prof- another professional that I've helped prepare for interviews and i remember Mm -hmm. one of the issues that this person has always mentioned to me is knowing when i've given enough and not rambling right and not um you know making sure i answer the question that's being asked not just dumping information so so what would you say how, how would someone navigate that i always tell people you know you've got to practice in the mirror or in front of other people so many times that you're able to answer a question like how do you qualify for this position you're able to answer a question like that without even thinking about it it just rolls off your tongue so if it means practicing in the mirror if it means setting getting five of your family members you know together and interviewing like you're on in front of a panel you know give them some sample questions to ask you and just practice hearing your own voice 
Um, th- that's what I tell people. What do, what do you tell people in that situation? Oh, I uh, agreed. Also, now, you know, do it on video and you record yourself so you can start to see your little things that oh, you that's do. that's a great idea. Right? Yeah. Like, are you rubbing yeah. your eyes a lot? Are you, like, rub- playing with something? Do you have something in your hand that you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So those little things that we don't are not aware of. Um, but going back to your first thing is, like, how do you know that you said enough, right? I always tell, like, first sign is when they put that pencil down or that pen down. You got to wrap that up. (laughs) If all of your panelists have put that pencil down, you're going too much, too far. Right? So that's number my my one sign because I I try to, you know, I and I feel bad because I know like interviewing, you get nervous, right? But when somebody's continuing rambling and and it makes sense, right? You're nervous. You just want to make sure you don't miss anything. Like I get that. Mm -hmm. But I put that pencil down, give them a little smile like, okay. Let's wrap it up, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's such a great point. I remember uh, being on a panel where um, I was so, I was part of a group interviewing someone. And the lady just went on and on and on and on. And the way we knew, <laughs> you know, we knew it with each other that as soon as we put our pens down, like we were done hearing the answer. We had heard the answer. But it didn't matter because she just kept going on and on and on and on. And she never picked up the cue, never picked up the cue. Needless to say, she did not get the position. But that is definitely watching body language. You've said it twice already, and I hope, listeners, you're hearing that. You've got to watch their body language. If you're interviewing and you're talking and they mm-hmm. stop focusing on you, i.e. they look elsewhere or they put their pens down, they shift, they're shifting, or they're looking at each other. Yes. Yes. Read, it's the, time to read move the body on. language. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, and, and it's okay to ask them to repeat the question too. I get a lot of people that don't, I don't want to make it sound like I didn't listen. They, they know. Mm-hmm. Many, you know, as an interview, we know that like sometimes you're going through it like, um, and when I get stuck or they give a good question, I repeat the question or I'll say, that's a really good question to buy myself some time. Mm-hmm. Or if I have a cup of water, <laughs> I'll take a little drink of water just to give myself a few seconds, get my thoughts in my head. But again, I always think about answering the question with the situation, with the action. And there's a there's a lot of stuff on the Internet. There's like these techniques called like the start technique where they do the situation, task, action, result. Right. right? But yes. I always think about that's how you answer those questions like many of the questions and also be prepared for scenarios if you're working in the retail industry right mm-hmm. they, they might ask you like okay like this is what happens like a typical day this thing happens like how would you handle it they're not looking for the perfect answer what they're looking for is how are you thinking about the process like um are you just being like that nah, i'm give it to my manager <laughs> right? like you don't even think about it you're like nope customer's right mm-hmm. giving my manager next so how are you dealing with multiple things? How would you approach it, right? Don't And don't beat yourself up about the previous answer, right? But it's gone. It's done. If you feel that you missed, at the end, there's usually they'll say, do you want anything to add? You could always add something at the end, typically. And then, or just make sure to hit that next question out of the park. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And what do you think about um, going into the interview with notes? I've told students, I, I tell students, mm. it's perfectly okay to have some prepared points you want to be sure you hit on. 
Um, it's all a matter of how it's flowing and, you know, comfort level. But I don't think there's anything wrong with going in with notes. What do you think? Oh, that's a great question. You know what? I've never had that. I always tell my students, like, I usually take notes at the interview. Like, I ask them, is it, and I always ask, mm-hmm. yeah. is it okay if I just kind of take a couple notes? Right. Um, and usually I have um, my my little pad folio with my resume on the side. Just, you know, I, that's old school. Like, hey, do you need any copies? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's pretty old school nowadays because I know a lot of people have different ways, but I have it there. And that's kind of my notes, to be honest with you. I have my resume there more for me than to give it to them because I don't think they've ever needed a copy. But I have it there prepared and I look at some of those key bullet points to make sure that I expand on them. And I also don't just repeat my resume i might say a couple points about my resume but like thinking about cover letter like i will go ahead and expand on those pieces at the interview so you can give them that situation so they can know why this is so relevant right you got to talk about yourself it's okay to talk about yourself it's okay to talk about your experiences don't be shy Mm. so what's the one takeaway for our listeners Oh, practice, practice, practice. Don't script it. Also, I tell my students, don't script. Don't go ahead and just come up with a script because then you'll sound like a robot. Like I know when we get nervous, we just start going to that script. So don't script it. Practice it. I love the video recording practice. Mm -hmm. And I love what you said about the family. Do that. Get the feedback. Don't give excuses. Like if your family says, oh, you did this and you did that. Well, because I because of this, like just take it, write down, think about it, adjust it and just be you. And, oh, my gosh, I'm going to extend my one to two things, of course, as usual. <laughs> Remember, you're interviewing them, too. Oh, right? great. That's so, oh, man. so point because you already see the red flags there. <laughs> and this is for my, you know what, we're going to we're going to have to expand on that in another episode. Yes. But yeah. but that's so, so, so important. You tend to will be your one I'm just going to double down on that. I'm going to double down on that and say, you know, we go in with this, please pick me, pick me, pick me. But remember, you gotta pick that employer too, because not every place is for you, right? Not every setting mm-hmm. is for you. Know the employer, know that, um, you know. So really what that means is that you don't wanna go in uh, feeling desperate necessarily. I saw a great meme online that said, you know, employers always ask for references. I think I'm gonna start doing the same. When they ask me for, um, three, you know, positive references. I'm going to ask them for three references from happy employees. <laughs> that, that's, so, that's so great. That's exactly how you want to think, <laughs> you know. Um, you but know, I think all it's, kidding aside, it's true. It's, it's especially now that we're going to a post-COVID world where we've got extremely high numbers of um, people leaving their, you know, industries and moving and changing and people are getting used to working Mm -hmm. from home and entrepreneurship is big now these days. I think a lot of us, a lot of people working, um, especially, you know, in corporate America or wherever, you know, seek out happy employees. Be sure you actually want to be there. It really does matter. Um, Of course, you want to be professional. You want to be, you know, you don't want to Never ever trash an employee, employer, never put stuff online about an employer. Uh, That might be my one thing is when your interview is done, stay professional no matter Mm. what. So don't put anything about it online. Do not post it on Facebook. Do not post it on IG. 
Oh gosh, we have so many. We have so many more things. So we're definitely gonna roll out another episode. Absolutely. So, so, so listeners, we hope this was a helpful way to get you started. Please remember, it really helps for those of you who have already shared, uh, shared out our episodes. We really appreciate you continue to share, and please post comments on our Instagram page. Yutende, let our do you mind letting our listeners know where they can find us at? So listeners, we want to hear from you. If anything we've said today resonates or if you've got a question, you want to make a comment, you can find us at CC underscore sensibility on both IG and Twitter. And you can also email us at CC and sensibility at gmail.com. That's CC at gmail.com. And until next time, keep learning.